Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Do you like to meditate? Have you tried to meditate? Have you struggled with meditation? Why don't you visit one of the Brahma Kumaris Meditation Center? Visit brahmakumaris.org. The Meditation Museum in Silver Spring, Maryland offers a variety of courses and activities to make your life go a whole lot smoother. Located at 9525 Georgia Avenue, you will be able to experience the beautiful silence that's in the space. There are courses in Raj Yoga Meditation, Positive Thinking, Stress-Free Living, and Personal Development classes. For more information, call us at 301-588-0144 or visit us online at meditationmuseum.org. Grace is the breath of God. has many expressions. And without a doubt, it has engaged in your life so many times, you have no idea. How do I know when grace is in my life? Start with the premise, it's in your life. The question you should be asking is, how do I ascend to where I can bear to cope with all the graces? makes it so awesome 
is that what you are doing is you're saying, Dear Lord, make me a channel for grace. No, no, God, I am a channel for grace. I was born a channel for grace. It's simply that now I am ready to live as Because grace has always been around you. It is that you may think of it as something other than what it is. And I think that if you understood how often and how much your lives have been protected, guided, intervened, by heaven, your jaw would drop on the floor. And that is the nature of grace. And it's an itty bitty voice, but everybody has that. It's like a, a wave of guilt that goes through you. That says, are you really sure you want to say that or think that about that person? That's, that's grace in action. That's grace that comes in and says, take that back. That's how grace operates. It saves you from doing something harsh and dark. And gives you an Hello, everyone. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was our wonderful, sweet sister, Carolyn Mace. She's been dishing out some good, good stuff. If you get a chance, go to her YouTube page. She's really focusing on language, focusing on prayer, focusing on the times. Really, really one of the best teachers that I know. We need to have her back on the air. Happy New Year. It's 2020, the year that we've all been waiting for to see massive changes occur. Where we might have been thinking that the changes were to happen outside of us, the massive changes that we were looking for in 2020 had to start from within. So in what way did you step into 2020, knowing that something inside of you has been changed? And whether you think it's changed for the better or for the worse, change is inevitable. So in what way did you walk into this year? Mm -hmm. So January, February, March, April, May, that change is going to be playing out in so many of your thoughts, your words, your choices, change. My focus on entering the year has always been the amplification of my inner silence, which I know is the bedrock of my inner freedom. And that's a very priceless commodity to have in a world that's definitely very noisy and has a lot of distractions. But if you're like me, and you believe that we're in a cycle, then in a cycle, maybe we are moving towards the better. This is as bad as it gets, and it might get even worse, but that means something is collapsing and something is being created. And so what if we were to continue to think in 2020 that it's going to get better? But not only it's going to get better, but to observe your inner world as well getting better along with the world that you keep visualizing in your head. I think it might be a good way to roll through 2020 with a right attitude and a right envisioning. Today, I'm really happy to welcome our guest, Dr. Drayvon James. 
Dr. Draymond James is an inspirational speaker, radio host, pharmacist, actress whose career credits even include recurring roles in HBO's acclaimed The Wire, many stage plays and independent films. She's the founder of Everyday Peace, a platform for her to help and inspire others to build the life of their dreams. And she hosts her own weekly radio show called Everyday Peace on Unity Radio. Dr. James has worked as a pharmacist all of her adult life, along with her medical career and theatrical aspirations. She has also always had a keen interest in personal development. The insight that Dr. James has gained from her study has served her well during good times and not such good times. She is the author of Freedom is Your Birthright, the first step in a five-part stepping stone series. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Dr. Drayvon James. Happy New Year, my sweet sister. Happy New Year. It's wonderful to be with you. Mm-hmm. I understand that your journey began in what we might call poverty on the south side of Chicago and that you always dreamt of a career on the stage, which you've now achieved. Congratulations there. How were you able, Thank though, you. to... You're welcome. How were you able to really see beyond the situation at the time to really stay focused on pursuing your dream? What was it, Dr. James, that gave you that inspiration and motivation? You know, you said something in the entry about, and I'm paraphrasing, but this movement that we have is quite personal. And we look for change sometimes. We think change is going to be an external experience, but quite often and most times it's an internal thing. And for me, through my life, although my external environment didn't display I knew I was already where I was going, if that makes any sense. So I always, for some reason, beyond what I can say existed in my external world, I was already this person who had proved herself through getting a doctorate degree in pharmacy. That was something that I had to prove to myself that I could do. But I was always this actress, this person who displayed creativity, and I was always this person who had this pervasiveness of living in truth of the universe supporting me, even though my external world didn't always show that. And I know that the universe was supporting me because my mom would talk about these things all the time, that your physical eyes lie, go within, (laughs) and follow this flow, this river, if you will, go within. So that was always my focus. And yes, there were a lot of times that My life didn't line up with what I knew, my soul and my spirit. You couldn't see it. If you looked at it, you're like, no way. You know, no way. I'm sure people who knew me in elementary school would say, this person has a doctorate degree in pharmacy? No way. I connected to that, and my mom supported that. She talked that talk all the time about your physical eyes lie. This is a story of triumph because when everything is against you, and I'm sure even your friends and some members of your family would be like, what's wrong with Trayvon? Why doesn't she just act normal? You know, And you must have been like, I just don't see what you see. There's something behind my eyes that I feel is my future. I just don't know how I'm going to get there. And so it must have been a very interesting uphill journey for you dealing with maybe sometimes how people would look at you. Did you find that sometimes you would question if what these thoughts were about your future were real or were the people around you, what they were thinking or the way they looked at you was real? Did you ever go through that moment? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's still sometimes because I still practice pharmacy and my world seems so different than everybody else's around me. 
what brought me peace and the things that I want to hear about and be in the space of. No one resonated with no one. And so for most of my life, I felt like the odd man out. Nothing around me really supported what I felt comfortable with. But for some reason, that made me really hunker down and want it more. I knew this was my journey. This was my path. It didn't have to make sense to anybody. And sure, I wanted to fit in. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of things sometimes to fit in. I look at some of the journeys that my life went on, I realized that I only did that because I wanted to know what it felt like to be part of what everybody else thought was acceptable. Yeah, that's always been an interesting journey for especially young women who are trying to grow into their identity. It's quite a challenge. In the midst of so much change in the world, what we would call turmoil, chaos, there's a call for us to get to a higher level of greatness. And I know it's inside of us. What's the secret that you feel is the key to unleashing our amazing potential? Because in your new book, you're speaking some deep truths to power, and your new book is entitled Freedom is Your Birthright. Talk to us a little bit about that and how to stop holding ourselves back. Oh, I love this question because it's what we do. We hold ourselves back with not even what the world is expecting from us, but our own inner thoughts about us. So the first step I know and believe is to loving yourself and become aware. So this awareness of where you are right now in this moment, this second, become aware of what you feel, what feels good, what hurts, you know, what disappoints you, what makes you happy. Become so much aware of who you are in this moment, not who you wish you were, not the faults that you wish you didn't have, just who you are without any shame or condemnation, who you are in this moment. Just watch that person. Become curious about that person. This is how we truly unearth organically where we're going to go. A lot of times we feel like, oh, my gosh, i got to fight my way to the top. But really you don't. You've got to flow your way to the top. By that way, accepting, becoming aware and say, oh, I accept this about myself. Hmm, that's interesting. And then in that, people say, I'm afraid to accept this because it means I won't change it. Of course not. And you say, well, I accept that this is where I am today. And I've had to do that in so many things in my life to say, I accept that this is where I am today. But gosh, I wonder what it would feel like to be free of that, to be free of that fear, to be free of that shame, to be free of that pain. Just become curious about it and step into that when your soul opens up and says, this is what it feels like to accept, to be free of the fear of this existing in your life, and now to allow the change that you want just in Mm. that space. Actually a lot simpler than what we think it is. And I grew up in a metaphysical New Age church for part of my life, and I would Mm. listen to these really deep concepts. And then part of my life I was in holiness church. And the concepts weren't so deep, but they were very, very rigid, really going in the same direction. I thought to myself as I listened to this part of my journey in my life, and I was, this stuff is a lot easier than we're making it. We, can, mm. we need to stop fighting intuitively. Intuitively, we know the way. We came to earth knowing the way. We've got to force our way through because we've been taught that if it's worth having, it's worth suffering, it's worth sacrificing. It's really just worth being. And it's the state of being that I think we're struggling to get to when in reality mm-hmm. it's such a normal state, isn't it? <laughs> so normal. Oh, my gosh. It's in the silence. It's in the breath. We reject that, right? Don't we reject silence? Oh, my gosh. If it's silent, what's wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, it but, just can't be this easy, right? 
So I want to tell you that the definition that I use for peace, peace is wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. And it sounds really serene on the surface, right? But when I say that there's nothing missing in a journey, that means that there's heartache there too, right? There's disappointment because that's part of this journey. That's how we grow through these trials and tribulations. And to be total and whole means that I will receive and I will give. Things will come and things will go. This is the flow, the attrition of life. All of this is in there. And the wholeness is to know that I am safe through it all. That no matter where I am on this journey called life, I'm safe. So that's the thing that most of us fear is that at the end of the day, whatever that threatens our sense of safety will overtake us. We'll be lost in finances, our health, the people that we love, all the stuff we could lose. But if we knew that entering this space, whatever this journey looks like in this particular moment right now, that at the end of this cycle, you'll be whole, you'll be complete. You'll be safe. Then we go through life in a different way. We go through life as the observer, right, which is such a wonderful space. It means you don't miss the blade of grass growing in the middle of a cement somewhere. You see it all. You're there watching your journey, and you feel so deeply. But in the feeling of this, you have this sense of knowing, I am safe. And that's what we all want. And that's really what peace is. It says, I'm willing to be here. This is where I should be because I am here. I've gone through so many, lost a child, I've had health issues, and all that stuff hurt. But knowing that at the end of this, I am safe. This is the journey. Right. Yeah, I get you. I had remembered a period that I'd gone through where I felt like just something was going to happen to me, and I wasn't sure what it was. And I remembered feeling so uncomfortable. And in one of my morning spiritual classes, it came to light where the definition of safety is if the soul is connected to source, to the divine, you always feel safe despite whatever the challenge might be. And there was just something that sat so true, like, yes, I had become slightly disconnected and I had realized why I was feeling the way that I was and then it just shifted everything for me. Now, relationships are a big thing in 2020. So you can see certain relationships are really dismantling and maybe certain relationships are getting better. I've realized in the last three years, people who were not friends became friends because of the political climate and people who were so tight became enemies. It's just a lot. And so we tend to hold on to very deep, bitter feelings between us and others, so to speak. Instead of becoming better, we become bitter. And that bitterness can harbor so deep in us that it becomes a natural nature and it shows different ways in which it affects our body and our health and just everything around us. How does letting go of bitterness can help in our relationships? Yes, don't get bitter, get better, right? And so I want to say this about relationships because 2019, and we all saw it, some relationships that we never thought would happen, and they got deep and solid, and then other relationships that we thought were solid got fragmented and broken. And here is the beautiful thing about relationships, because I believe that everything that shows up in our life shows up for one reason, and that is to strengthen us and bow down and serve us as we create the life of our dreams. Everything we notice in a relationship, Everything we know is about another person. Is the universe shining a mirror so we can see that in ourselves? 
So the relationship, if there's something there that makes you feel strongly charged in a negative way, use that. Feeling this about this person, they're just rigid, they're unaccepting. The universe is lovingly saying, I'm allowing you to see it in that other person so you can gently purge it from you. So this is how we get better. When I notice something in someone else, I sit straight on. You know, maybe not showing up in the exact same way, that'd be too easy, wouldn't it? So it's going to take a little bit of more investigation within myself for me to find that bitter root in myself and say, ah, there it is. This is an opportunity for me to gently say, Drayvon, we no longer need this. You no longer need to be critical of someone in this way. It's all about getting to know us better. You know, when I grew up, people would say to me, oh, you don't want to be so selfish. And I believe that, you know, you just want to be giving. And I love giving. But we do need to be selfish in the aspect where we need to see ourselves, get in there, fall in love with ourselves, use everything, the bitterness that we have towards other people and other situations, look for that and say, why am I seeing that? What is it about me that I can use this awareness to create a better environment, better energy, higher energy? I don't like that word better so much, but a higher energy so I mm-hmm. can produce and go out and serve to my maximum capacity and live in my dream life. Use all this bitter stuff. There are some hurtful things that have happened in the lives of many of us. We use those things and we say, okay, that made me feel this way. How can I go within and find this place within myself where I can stand on that and be of more service to mankind by purging this from myself? Yeah, it's a journey, isn't it, Drayvon? It's like we fall down, we get up, we fall down, we get up, and it almost seems like we've gotten accustomed to the falling down and getting up, but deep down we all want to fly. Stress is such a major issue today. Millions of people are suffering from depression, anxiety, fear, devastating consequences that they've endured. Is stress something that we should try to avoid, or is there healthy stress? And how does the act of resisting stress actually create more tension in our lives? Yes, and i got to tell you, I've been a practicing pharmacist for 30 years. The most stressful thing you can say to someone who is sitting in front of you and you're doing a consultation and they're, you know, well, we advise that you avoid stress. That is so stressful to hear that first you can see in your eyes, they start thinking about, how would I do that? I have this going on in my life. I have that going on in my life. And so that creates more stress. And what I like to tell people and what I believe in my own life is that part of the journey, there will be things that show up that we don't want to show up, and those things will cause stress. Of course, we live our life in such a way where we want to maximize those things that serve us well, right? We want to make sure that we have a healthy diet. We want to make sure that we're making decisions that help us to get to bed earlier and keep us in a great financial position, but life happens. And not all stress is bad, right? Sometimes you need you're planning a wedding or waiting for a new grandchild or a new baby to be born, and that's stressful, but it's happy stress. But the body does the same thing no matter what. It increases the cortisol levels, decreases the creativity, and bam. If you exist for a long period of time in those high cortisol levels, it can have detrimental results on our physical health. So what we have to do is, first of all, you got to realize when it shows up. The sooner you realize that through self-awareness, the better. You don't want it lingering a long time without being even noticed. I'm a clincher, so I would realize days later that I had clenching my jaw together. You know, it's just holding on, right? That's a fear mechanism. I'm trying to hold on to what I have and not let anything else in. So early in my life when I realized that I was a clincher, I start talking to myself and say, hey, Trayvon, what's this clenching about? Become aware of that. Do body scans and realize, okay, where am I holding tension? Start bringing your soles to your feet. 
keep going up. Where is there any stress in my belly area? You know, that nervous, the brain right there in, in the belly area. You know, what am I feeling nervous about and fear and anxious about right here? Just becoming aware of it when you shine the light of awareness on things, that in itself starts moving energy through you, reducing cortisol levels and increasing your creativity. And so now you enter into a space where you realize that stress serves the body. It makes you become what? More self-aware. Self-awareness puts you on the right road without a lot of fighting and pulling and pushing. When you become self-aware, you organically line up with the universe. You get in flow. So stress helps you do that. If we don't push ourselves too hard, if we say, okay, I'm feeling stress. This is an opportunity for me to ask my body, what do you need in this moment? Mm -hmm. Maybe you just need some time in nature. Sometimes some breathing, some time alone, some time in the silence. We go back to silence. And sometimes to also check, are you aware of what your belief systems are? And many of us are so aware of other people's stuff and other people's story that we don't even have any insight as to who we really are. So to what extent do I really understand who I am by checking what do I believe in the most? Because we don't know. And here's the thing. We get afraid of not knowing. But it's okay. I'm not sure. I've spent so much time being aware of what the children wanted or what the job wanted or what the spouse wanted or the significant other. And so sit with that. And say, oh, here I am. I wonder what it feel like if I did know. This silence and this self-awareness is underrated and it's under-pursued because it's so easy to obtain, right? We want the heart. We want to be able to say, oh, my gosh, I conquered this, right? So we want something that's hard and convoluted like a physics or something really difficult, right? Organic chemistry. We want something really challenging. And we're afraid of the simple answer because we're like, if all it takes is sitting in the silence and waiting, anybody could do that. I'm not going to waste my time on that. That's the best use of your time. This self-awareness opens up channels and it makes life so much more vibrant. The Bible says, before you have called, I've answered. Some of us never call. We never sit in the silence and wait. We never call. But the answer is right there. Mm, I get that. Very powerful. So you talk about utilizing the power of words. And words are really important. Something I've been appreciating Carolyn Mays has been sharing in the season. What are some ways to really serve the self with positive self-talk? Positive self-talk is self-healing, and it not only serves ourselves, but it serves others. And I love to give this illustration. I believe that people hear this, they get it, and it sticks with them for life. Sometimes we have a difficult time even listening to ourselves. We have no idea what we're saying all day long. But, again, going back to self-awareness and consciously speaking to ourselves, I love to have this image of a little person, I don't know, maybe in elementary school coming in after a hard day at school and something just really didn't go well and they're so full of tears that they can't express it. And the last thing we would say to them as the adult figure is, oh, my gosh, you're so stupid, spit it out. You know, we would never do that. We'd never rush this little person to realization. Instead, we'd sit down, maybe get them something warm to drink and rub their back gently and say, you know, I love you. You're safe here. Whenever you get ready, I'd love to hear what happened today. And we just listen. No matter how small or ridiculous or even if they were at fault, the first thing we mm-hmm. say out of our mouth is that it's okay. I love you. It's okay. Yeah. Telling yourself all day long that it's okay. 
I love you. I see you. I love you. You'd be amazed what's inside of you. They talk about the inner child. You'd go back and say, the reason that I feel so anxious when I'm around this person, it reminds me of this. Hmm. It's okay. I get that. I love you. I love you and you're safe. I can feel like your main message has been a lot about the importance of feeling safe. Are you doing any book tours? Not doing book tours per se, <laughs> but I'm around and about, and I'm doing speaking engagements at my organization, Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. So I definitely talk about the book, Freedom is Your Birthright, because before anyone can embrace peace as a concept, they have to realize that they're free to choose that, that everything that we're doing in our life, we're choosing either with our words, with our actions, with our beliefs, whether we're conscious of them or not. So getting in a space of awareness and knowing that we are free to choose the next thing, how we perceive everything. So I'm doing that through my radio program, Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James, which airs on the Unity Online Radio Network. And I'm teaching some courses. Uh, Right now I have a challenge out, a seven-day challenge, the 2020 Clarity Challenge, because this is the year of perfect vision. There will be change that takes place for each and every one of us, and it will be internal first, as it always is, and our awareness and our sight there will help to produce the external world of our dreams, each individually. So that's the work that I'm doing this year. I'm super excited just to be part of this change and to have it occurring in myself and in my life as well. Thank you. It was so great to hear, and I'm looking so forward to hearing more about the work that you're doing and how it's actually amplifying Could you leave us with a website and information for us to get in touch with you? Yes, my website is www.drdravonjames.com. And Dravon is D-R-A, B like victorious, O, N like November, dravonjames.com. My email address is info at drdravonjames.com. And you can find out everything about me there. I'm on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and Twitter, so you can follow me there. Well, we're going to look forward to having you visit us at the Meditation Museum and wishing you all the best for 2020, Drayvon, and beyond. You're just a wonderful spirit. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Enjoy your year. Thank you. All the best. See, everyone, if you've got the spirit and the energy and the drive, you can make Something out of nothing. It doesn't matter. Just make something out of nothing. Today I have a wonderful surprise. Sister Geeta is in the studio, and she's going to read us one of her poems. We haven't heard from her in a long time. She's been going through a lot of ups and downs, but today we are happy to have her share with us something from one of her favorite readings. Sister Geeta? Okay, good day. been a long time. Okay, Om Shanti means you are peace and you come from a world of peace. With our peaceful father, we call God. Okay, so from Companion of God, which is done by the most powerful lady in the world, Daddy Janki, I am reading from the book Protection which has a lot to do with perfection. Okay. It reads, If I don't know the enemy, I will be poorly equipped to protect myself. Anger, 
greed, ego, lust, attachment are the enemy in myself and in others. Okay. If I can't protect myself, who will? Not to know the value of thoughts or to move through life without an aim is ignorance. This is another kind of enemy. To say things are okay as they are means that I have not yet recognized my ignorance nor my need for protection. The nonviolent battle I have set out to win is of overcoming the vices. Spirituality playing itself out as virtue and wisdom in my life is my sword and my protection. All of us, at the beginning of our existence in life, started with our natural spiritual qualities. Purity, peace, love, bliss, and, of course, wisdom. And when we get tainted or less perfect, then these things have entered and created something in us. Anger, lust, greed, attachment, and ego. Now we would really like to get back to our perfect stage, which is the virtues of purity, peace, love, bliss, all of these lovely things, wisdom, Om Shanti, Happy New Year, okay, love, so perfection is in you, perfection is in me, it's in all of us, we just need to pay attention so as to protect ourselves, okay, all the best, and Om Shanti. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission and love each other the same. So let's do that, and let's make this year one of our very best. Take care. Here's Kristen Hoffman, Love and Gratitude.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.